The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed, the broken data, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad life, bad news, bad breath, bad news, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny likes to roll up a fatty before dinner and have a little shot of JMO in New York City. The Big Apple, ooh, people dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion check it up to do, but all my friends that come around, flats and flats of party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's in tattered, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shaking, ooh. Hey, what's gigging, I'm Pharrell with you on a midweek Wednesday with Carver High and Mafia, Joe Ranieri running it from South FLA with all of that gorgeous hunk, hunk, hunk. So we got a good show for you today. Per usual, slick. Don Jameson will join us shortly in a few minutes. He's a very funny comedian and a sports fanatic. And he's got a new album out. He's got a radio show. Very popular. Don Jameson joins us. You may have seen him before on that metal show with my buddies Jim Florentine and Eddie Trunk. So we finally get the hat trick and we get the trifecta getting... Don Jameson to stop by C2C today. We'll do that uh, coming up in a few minutes. Uh, plus, we got a lot going on. Horace Grant rips Jordan, and the documentary calls him a hypocrite. I love that. ABC, go figure. They're going to run the last dance on five straight Saturdays. Gee, is that like ESPN running it on five straight Sundays? Is that like ABC, ESPN, and Disney just cramming it down our throats? That's exactly what it is. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> They're going to do it again? I mean, honestly, uh, is that happening? I mean, what is next? Magic says LeBron, Giannis, Durant, Curry, AD would all have been stars in his era. Do you believe that? NBA looks like they're going to choose Orlando over Vegas. 
when the season resumes, I'm hearing uh, they start training in mid-June and start playing in July, that the NBA season will resume. Tom Glavin says players put in a tough spot to take the blame like in 94. Uh, they're going to get all the blame, the players, if they don't cut this deal. Jim Leland has the fire in his belly to manage again, apparently. Do you believe that could happen? And Alex Bregman parts ways with Clutch Sports. The A's are not paying their lease at the Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum. Uh, the bottom line is uh, they're broke. I mean, that is crazy. The Nats are having a ring ceremony virtually. They're doing one of those virtual video. Like, here's your ring. Pretend like you're putting it on. Congratulations. King Felix says the retire begins 200 wins and 3,000 strikeouts. We got the fan question, plus sportsbooks eager for Tiger Phil this weekend. And golf's going to be the winner with that match going on. And the U.S. Open scraps their qualifying. We'll get into that. Fanless season cost the NFL $5.5 billion. Cowboys reportedly offered Dak five years and $175 million. Fitz Magic says he's two as biggest cheerleader but he still wants to play we'll get into that brandon cook's talking about the texans being stacked at receivers yeah good luck with that brandon um hopkins is no longer there the owners have approved to lend the rams another 500 million for the sofi stadium you gotta be kidding me like are they still like not done with that thing and they have to get loans this late in the game and the nfl has to bail them out what is going on in Los Angeles with that SoFi Stadium? We'll get into the top 100 players in the NFL. Lamar Jackson's on this show. Talking Vikings and alcohol. I love it. 40's the new 30 in the NFL for quarterbacks. We're going to talk top rookies. We'll talk about the Superdome. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh today. The Big 12 today. College football players need a say in when they're coming back. We'll get into that. College basketball recruiting rankings. All that. Lomachenko. Who's he going to fight next? Bellator, are they about done with the zone? We got UFC news, NHL news, and AHL news, if you can believe it. Uh, we're going to get into some of that. So uh, radio is with us now, coast to coast. Good to have you with us on Sports Grid. Hope you're digging the show. Don't forget you can uh, tweet your questions, comments, opinions, thoughts to at Sports Grid and at Pharrell on grid, and we'll get him on the show. How about Joe Rogan? This guy gets a, it appears to me, a deal with Spotify to do his podcast worth $100 million. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Why even do the UFC if you're making that kind of scratch? I mean, I know he loves doing a UFC, but $100 million to do his radio show. What am I doing wrong? Uh, honestly, uh, congrats to him. Habib's dad in bad shape in an induced coma now uh, with the corona. We're going to talk about, uh, how about the uh, Stars under calls return without fans? Horrifying. The best player to wear 31 in NHL history. We're going to get into a Billy Smith, Terry Price, Grant Fear, or Curtis Joseph. And the Knights, uh, the story about the Knights is, is that they're going to give a minor league hockey team to Henderson, Nevada, which is right outside of Las Vegas. And they're going to let the, I think, the Golden Knight fans name the team. And they're going to end handshake lines in the NHL. Can you believe it? We'll talk more about the Belmont Stakes. NASCAR is back on tonight. They're going to be racing again at Darlington. 
That race on Sunday, the most watched sporting event since the Daytona 500. MLS cancels their all-star game. Vince McMahon trying to buy the XFL again. When is that story going to stop? I mean, you got to be kidding me. We'll get into Lance Armstrong and crazy police blotter stuff, plus this day in sports. All of it today on Coast to Coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast with you, and we're on the radio as well, across the nation. Good to have you with us. Uh, I want to bring in uh, Don Jameson now, a great comedian, a good friend of mine. Of course, um, we've talked about him before on the show when we had uh, Florentine on and we had uh, Eddie Trunk on because, of course, Don Jameson was on that metal show, and I've talked about how they screwed that up in some capacity or another. Uh, that was one of the great shows. I love that show. And uh, I hope they bring it back. Don also uh, has a new album out, Denim and Laughter. We'll get into some of that with him. And he's got a radio show on Compound Media. It's very popular on Tuesdays. Let's bring him in. Uh, the great Don Jameson. How you doing, Don? Hey, man. I miss that beautiful face, man. How you been? Everything's good, brother. Listen. Um, I'm uh, I'm thrilled to have you on. I know that I had said to uh, Don uh, when I talked to him on the phone today uh, that I had had a Florentine and Eddie Trunk on the show. And Don uh, told me, because uh, I said, listen, I wasn't like uh, putting you last. I had all these other comedians on and I wanted to get you on the show. And he said that the next time he sees me, he's going to punch me in the face for making me uh, go to him last. That was the first thing he said to me today was I was going to punch you in the face. Real nice of you, Don. Well, you know, listen, um, this is a good time for me, um, even through all this pandemic. The silver lining is, um, I, you know, I'm getting asked to, to guest on a lot of these things. And, you know, I did Dennis Miller's podcast a few weeks ago. And the first thing I asked him when I came on was like, hey, man, who canceled? What, did Dana Carvey come down with the, the coronavirus? So uh, <laughs> don't, 
tell you if I'm first or last. I'm just happy to be in the game, baby. Hey, so uh, I didn't know because I, he, you know, it's funny. I used to when I worked at Westwood One. He did a show back in the day when I was living in L.A. Uh, Dennis Miller was doing a show at some point or another. He started doing radio after he had been doing like late night television. I didn't know he was still doing a radio show. That's pretty cool. Uh, did you know about that, or was that just something that uh, came across your desk? Yeah, no, just something that you know that came, you know, came across the desk, man. You know, everybody, you know, just trying to uh, stay creative and do stuff during this time. I didn't know him from anybody, but he's a Pittsburgh boy. He's the Yinzer man. Um, you know, he's an old school comic, you know, like me and Florentine, man. And uh, he still gets out and does it, man. So, uh, yeah, we love Dennis. And I'm going to have him on my show uh, on Compound Media next week. So he returned the favor. I think that's great. So tell me about, uh, you know, I, I think it's really interesting because I, I had uh, Gino uh, Biscani on the show and he does a huge show as well for Compound Media. Tell me about uh, how that all came together for you and uh, how the Tuesday show uh, on Compound Media came about and how much fun you're having doing it. Well, first of all, um, like Joe Rogan, uh, Compound Media offered me $100 million uh, to, come on <laughs> to come on board over there. And I said, all right. I go, you know what? Make it $100 million plus one penny because I want to make more than Rogan. So we worked it out. I came over there and, you know, that James, uh, that metal show went off the air. I mean, we've been off about five years now. And, um, you know, listen, you got to give us credit, man. We know how to get a show canceled. Not only does the show go off the air, we put down the whole fucking network with us, right? Like VH1 Classic, totally gone now. So uh, I just, I said, you know, I want to keep promoting, you know, hard rock and metal bands. I want to support comics. You know, I want to talk like a guy talks. Like Pharrell, when me and you and Florentine and Trunk and Father Sean get some whiskeys and some beers in us sitting on your back porch, that's the kind of show I wanted to do. You know, we talk about sports too. So um, I did that Jameson show. You know, I took the logo from that metal show. I made it my own. Um, I took the theme music and uh, they haven't sued me yet. So uh, we're 50 episodes <laughs> into that. So what did... Um... It, you know, when that show ended uh, and they, you know, screwed that up, like I've always said, uh, every great show uh, ever in radio and television gets ruined by suits. How did they, like, break that to you, that they were going to stop doing, uh, like, the coolest show ever for rock and roll? Like, how dumb are you? I, I wonder, like, what kind of, like, weed were they smoking the day they decided, you know, sitting around, you know, I think what we'll do is let's get rid of the best show on television. Let's let's get rid of the funniest show. And here, why don't we get rid of the show that has all these legendary rock stars that come on it every uh, week? The most famous people in the world that are sitting down with these guys and breaking onions with them and talking about being rock stars. Let's get rid of that show. Uh, that's a great idea. And then what we'll do is we'll put on a show about fat chicks. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the business, man. You know, um, yeah, but we had a good run, 14 seasons, man. So, uh, you know, all the metalheads out there, all the rockers, you uh, you guys bought me a house. I appreciate that. I can't afford it 
anymore, but you bought me a house. So uh, when you started doing uh, that Jameson show on Compound and you weren't sitting there with all the rock stars and your friends, uh, even though you were doing a cool show and you were interviewing cool people, uh, was it more gratifying for you? Did you like it better doing the solo act? All right, so uh, we lost him at one point or another there, so we'll get him back on, uh, no problem. Uh, technology, it's, it's a buzzkill, isn't it? We got him back, we got him back. So what I was saying, Don, is what did you like uh, better? Did you like doing the show on TV with the boys, or do you like doing the solo, that Jameson show better on your own? Oh uh, man, you know I love working with Eddie and Jim. You know, imagine imagine you you grow up your whole life. You love hard rock, heavy metal, and you and then you have two best friends who are into the same thing. And next thing you know, you're on a TV show and you're talking to every one of your idols from your childhood, and you're dealing with your two best friends, and you're getting paid to do it. Um, you know, we were the we were the Wayne's World for the modern day. And um, so I love doing it with those guys. But I love, you know, doing it on my own, too, especially when, you know, I just had uh, Alice Cooper on my show yesterday. And I'm a huge Alice Cooper geek. So I got to ask him, you know, all the crazy questions that I couldn't ask him on that metal show because, you know, there's three of us trying to ask the questions. So um, they're both great, man. Like I said, I mean, Compound offered me that 100 mil. I had to take it. <laughs> What did uh, Alice Cooper have to say about everything? And, and like, how old is he now? Do you know? Like, uh, he's been doing it forever. I was thinking about him because, you know, I hear him. They play him all the time still on, like, Boneyard and everything. And uh, even on Hair Nation, they play tons of Alice Cooper. And I just wondered, where is he now in life? And I know he still tours and still uh, grinds it out. Yeah, look, he's like you, man. He's still got the voice. And as long as you got the voice, you could still make a living. He gets out on that stage, man, and he's 72 years old, and he's still better than 95% of the people out there. He's still kicking ass. And, in fact, he's got two full-time bands because he's got, you know, the Alice Cooper band, and then he's got the Hollywood Vampires with Joe Perry from Aerosmith and Johnny Depp. So the guy never stops, man. But I was asking him all kinds of deep stuff, you know, like before he met his wife. Uh, or like right when he met his wife that he's still married to for 44 years, he got asked out on a date by Raquel Welch in her prime, and he turned her down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How do you turn down Raquel Welch? I got to tell you. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, ask uh, Jim to stick around, uh, Don Jameson, excuse me, and we're going to talk about uh, his new album that's out, Denim and Laughter, and we're going to get into that. Plus, we're going to talk about all of his crappy teams that he roots for, like the Mets, the Jets. I think the Nets are in that mix. I think he's a Ranger fan. And what life has been like for Don Jameson after the uh, pandemic started and he can't do stand-up anywhere. Thank God he can do his radio show, and thank God his album's out. Uh, and we'll talk about the popularity of Denim and Laughter, how it's doing for him. Donna Jameson is with us today on Coast to Coast. Stick around. Go with us. You'll enjoy it. Trust me.
All right, let's get Lee Carver high here with a sports grid update. With the NBA getting closer and closer to a return, it looks like Disney World in Orlando is the top choice for where the league will resume. Las Vegas, which had been considered the front runner as for a site, is now reportedly still in the mix, but it looks like Orlando pushing to the front. The NBA still is not sure what the format would be with finishing some portion of the regular season or heading straight to the playoffs. ESPN reports NBA teams are expecting the league office will issue guidelines around June 1st that will allow franchises to start recalling players who've left their home markets to return and also expand workouts that have already started. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh would have no issues at all about playing games with no fans this fall. Coach said, quote, heck yeah, I'd be comfortable coaching a game without any fans. If the choice were to play in front of no fans or not to play, then I would choose to play in front of no fans. Darn near every guy I've talked to on our team, that's the way they feel about it. Harbaugh also said the need for testing for players and coaches is the highest priority, and that as of now, they are preparing to play on time. Also today, the NCAA Division I Council voted to approve voluntary athletic activities in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball to start June 1st. That'll go through June 30th. There had been no activity allowed through May 31st. The NCAA will address other collegiate sports in the next week. NASCAR is back at Darlington tonight following Kevin Harvick's win on Sunday. The Toyota 500 start time has been moved up to 6 p.m. Eastern with the possibility of some inclement weather tonight. Harvick is the betting favorite right now at FanDuel. He is plus 380, followed by Alex Bowman and Kyle Busch at plus 750. Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, and Chase Elliott also right there near the top of the board at plus 850. Just coming down now, Roger Goodell has reinstated Alden Smith after he met with Goodell via video conference last week. Smith recently signed with the Dallas Cowboys. He has not played since 2015 due to various legal troubles and suspensions. Dana White said today the UFC's May 30th event will be a go for the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas. White's statements could mean that the UFC has been given a heads up that the Nevada Athletic Commission's restrictions are about to be eased although the commission is yet to make a formal announcement. Some MLB players are hoping for some of the restrictions in the league's health proposal be scaled back. Mostly players want to know whether some in-stadium and clubhouse restrictions can be loosened based on the frequent testing for the players. They feel that they get negative tests should be able to ease up some of it. I'm Carver High with a Sports Grid update. Want the edge? Get on the grid. All right, radio's back with us, uh, coast to coast on Sports Grid. We've got uh, Don Jameson with us, hanging out as well today, and we're getting into all kinds of trouble with him. So, uh, do we have him? All right, there he is. Don, good to see you, brother. I just wanted to let you know that uh, <laughs> the entire uh, the segment we just did, <laughs> I just I like telling the audience the truth. 
So the entire time that we did that, I never saw you once. <laughs> I just talked to you. And I know that we were on, so I just stared into the camera hoping that it was working. And I never saw you uh, because I don't like to BS the audience. But it's good to see you finally. This is the first time I've seen you <laughs> since 10 minutes ago. <laughs> What's up, brother? What is Joe... Joe putting this out on a flip phone? What's going on, man? No, bro. It's all going. We're all good. It was my end. I'm an idiot. As you know, I'm a loser. There's been a lot of drugs and booze and women, and it's all caught up with me. But I, you know I've gone soft when you started seeing me wear a sport coat, right? <laughs> man, I've never seen you wear a blazer ever, man. So I've, only, I've about... only seen a different kind of blazer, but, you know. Yeah. So tell me about the album uh, and how cool it is, the Denim and Laughter. How did uh, that all come together for you? So what I wanted to do, Scotty, here's the deal. You know, with comedy, man, I know how you like it hardcore like I do, you know, and we live in a world where everything's politically correct. And and it's the same in sports. It's, you know, and I can't talk like an athlete you know, after the game, getting interviewed like five seconds after I just like got eliminated from the playoffs and pretend everything's okay. When I get on stage, I'm an animal. I'm a lunatic. I want to, I want to talk like I want to talk. I want to go into battle with all my weapons. You know, you, you're not asking your best hitter to go up with one arm tied behind his back. So that's how, you know, I take the stage. And for this album, I'm like, I want to do it in front of people who like this kind of humor. So um, a buddy of mine owns a speakeasy in Los Angeles. And uh, he said, let's do it there, man. So we did a Facebook event. We made it a whole thing. And it was literally an illegal club in L.A. And, you know, I like comedy dangerous, but it's even more dangerous when at any moment the cops could break down the door and raid the place. And that's what made this album right here. Denim and laughter. And there it is. I think it's great. Did you, uh, I saw that you did a show the other day, unless I'm crazy. I don't know when it was, but you were in a, like an outhouse or something in the middle of the woods. <laughs> hey, man, I, you know, cause you know what happened to me, Scotty, you know, I'm a comic, man. You know, we save a lot of money on therapy, not, you know, by being able to go on stage and yell and, and scream at strangers. So I haven't had that, but my buddy's been doing these, um, like he's got a band and they play out, they got a farm out there in the mountains of Pennsylvania and they've been out playing right. out there every weekend. So I went out and there was this old cabin, like from like the horror movies and, and there was an outhouse behind it. And I'm like, you know what? That's where my career belongs. In an outhouse. <laughs> he it up, we had an audience and everything. And I did it right from the outhouse, bro. I was like Paul Newman and cool hand Luke with jokes. So uh, tell him the story. I, I, I think I had uh, Florentine tell this story. I want to get your version of it. Do you remember the night that we went drinking and um, I was more interested in uh, drinking than I was uh, 34C had like, she got on the tour bus band with the whole band and like was gone for a couple hours, I think having sex with them. And I was just drinking with you guys in the bar and I wouldn't leave my whiskey. Like I had a choice to follow my girlfriend outside with like, 12 heavy metal guys in a band, broken teeth, or stay with Jameson at the bar and drink whiskey. And I stayed at the bar and drank whiskey. Isn't that what happened? Yeah. And, 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 you know, even if I didn't know the guys in the band, just, 
just knowing my girlfriend's going on a bus with a band <laughs> called Broken Teeth. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I love I love drinking, I love partying, but um, yeah, I'd have to put my whiskey down for that one. But I, I think I think we met out okay on that one. Yeah, we did. All right, so tell me about um, tell me about your affinity for these crappy teams that you root for. I mean, honest to God, I, it is so embarrassing. What's it been like for you, uh, a comic, to not be able to go uh, in front of crowds the, these last couple of months? I've asked this of all the comedians that have been on the show, and I know you want to punch me in the face because you're uh, finally getting on now, right at the end of May, and I've been doing this for a couple months from home, but uh, what's it been like for you not to be able to go stand in front of people and ply your trade and have to just do your comedy on the radio and on your album and not be able to touch and feel people and have sex with women that you meet in nightclubs? <laughs> So I was asking you about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you, I know you started with sports and then it got to sex eventually, which every conversation <laughs> between two guys well, ends up that way. All but, right. Um, well, what I, dude, what I asked you was, was how, how do you, how do you not work and be on stage the last couple of months as opposed to just doing uh, your radio show and your album, not being able to touch and feel an audience and do stand up and then. I originally said all your teams suck, but it's more important to tell me uh, you've not been able to go out to clubs and do your stand-up and meet women that you can sleep with. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you understand the priority here. Uh, <laughs> it, it's been tough, man. I'm telling you, like I said, man, I, you know, you save a lot of money in therapy by having a place to go rage um, and say stuff you know, that will get most people fired from their jobs and get paid for it. So, um, you know, that's been tough. But, you know, it, it does relate to sports, too, man, because the one thing, you know, and, you know, Florentine and and um, and Trunk, same way, man, we're all big sports fans. And the one thing we always have when we don't have anything else is sports. And I'm reduced to watching, like, cherry pit spitting and marble rolling and cornhole. I don't even know if you could say cornhole on this network, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's everything. It's, it's a disaster. And as much as I bitch about my teams, you know, I, at the end of the day, I do love them, man. So, um, you know, if I can't scream at a crowd, I'd like to be screaming at my TV, you know, you know, you know, you know, I'd love to be, you know, yelling at the Mets right now. Cause I'm sure they'd be underachieving. Do you think that uh, the Mets, uh, of all the teams, these lousy teams you root for, Mets, Jets, Nets, and Rangers, uh, of all the teams that have been out, which one would you want to come back the most to watch? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I mean, I, you can't go wrong. The, the only season to me that that's the exact right length is football. So we might actually be able to get a full football season in. So I can kind of hang and wait for that. All the other seasons, as much as I love the, the big major sports, the big four, I, they're too long, bro. You know, like, so I have no problem with baseball playing a half a season. I got, I love the NBA to start playing like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, even hockey. I love hockey, but that's got to start after like Halloween, man. These seasons are way too long. So um, I think, you know, like always, I'm looking forward to the football season. I know what I'm getting from the Jets. Either they're either six and 10 or 10 and six. And, you know, I, you know, I got to deal with it. 
So the, uh, I was listening the other day, uh, Don, to a quarterback coach that is doing, I guess, Darnold and Burrow, right? He's like the man. And uh, the thing that he said was, I don't know who this guy is from Adam, but it's what he said that was interesting. He said that Sam Darnold is on, like he's on like nothing he's ever seen. He said, this guy is absolutely going to be a star in the NFL. Every route, every pass, every play, every, it doesn't matter what he does. He does it with precision and execution like no other young quarterback he's seen. He said, this guy I'm telling you is going to blow up. Do you believe that? Not for one second, and you can ask Florence team. From the day he was drafted, I said he's he he. Have you watched him play? Come on, he's got he's got a more awkward touch than Joe Biden. All right, I, I don't trust the guy for a second. You know, I, he gets hurt the first season, he gets mono the second season. My buddy Mike Morris had a great tweet. He's like, you know, he's going to have coronavirus when the when the next season starts. You can't keep the guy on the field, man. So I don't believe in him. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to root for him, but, I, you know, I can't see it happening, man. So do you think that uh, the Mets will be good uh, as advertised with Alonso and having Cespedes back, allegedly, and all those pitchers they have? I know they lost Thor, but do you think they're going to be solid? Well, listen, to me, you know, Thor, you know, I was excited for him when he came over in the trade. And, um, you know, when he's on, man, he's nasty. But, dude, I got to say, man, he's another one. I think he's a Fugazi, man. He's like that diamond ring in Donnie Brasco. It's a Fugazi, you know. He just can't keep it together, man. They got five stud pitchers every year for the last how many years. And they all get hurt at different times. They all can't stay healthy. And it's sort of like it's sort of like putting together like a super group. Like let's say you put like Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix and John Entwistle and Neil Peart and and Robert uh, Robert Plant in, in a band. And then the band sucks. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what is with these guys, man? So I think the only guy that's gonna have a good season is Cespedes, because you know, it's a contract season. You know, that's the only season he doesn't get hurt in. Is a contract season, and uh, uh, you know that we'll see Alonzo hit 15 home runs this year. It's the yeah match. after he hit all after he hit all those home runs last year. Uh, Don, congratulations on uh, that Jameson show and on Denim and uh, the album. I think it's great, Denim and Laughter. Uh, it's great seeing you. Uh, good luck with the rest of the uh, virus, and thanks for coming on Coast to Coast today, brother. I love you. Good to see you. Love you too, brother. I'll see you, bro. All right, Don Jameson with us on Coast to Coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, for with you back on Coast to Coast. Uh, good having Don Jameson on. If you've ever seen Don uh, live do stand-up, he is a trip. He's funny. Uh, he'll make you laugh. I, I promise you that. And uh, if you never saw him do that metal show with uh, Florentine and Trunk, that show was kick-ass, and they should have never got rid of it, uh, morons. And then uh, now he's got an album out, Denim and Laughter. Check it out on Apple and everywhere else you can get it. I know uh, I saw it on there. And then um, his uh, radio show's on Compound Media on uh, Tuesdays called That Jameson Show. So there you go. All right, let's bring in uh, the boys, Carver High and Mafia, to uh, continue on today. I want to get into, um, uh, you know, how much I live to talk about Michael Jordan every day of my life. Uh, I got to tell you, Carver High, good to see you. Uh, Horace Grant ripping him, calling him a hypocrite. You know, I was thinking about that today when I was running uh, this morning, which I also hate doing. Uh, I cannot stand running. I do it every day, and I hate it worse than anything in life. But I have to tell you, running sucks, okay? It, it, it's just the worst thing ever invented. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, the first thing I thought was, you know, uh, that entire thing, the more I think about it, was all about Michael Jordan. It was not about the Chicago Bulls. The more, the more I think about it, it was an entire, it was a Michael Jordan onion fest where everyone was on their knees. Like it was like a porno for Michael Jordan. I mean, honest to God, they never, what did they do? They talked about Dennis Rodman for 20 minutes. That was it. It was, it was a Michael Jordan show. And now all these guys, their true colors are coming out that they don't like him. They don't like the guy. And it seems that I don't think uh, Horace likes him. I don't think B.J. Armstrong does. Will Purdue. You heard what they called him. You you can actually add Pippen to the list too, Scotty, because uh, there was a story out there today too that Scotty Pippen is incensed by how he was portrayed in the uh, in the documentary as well. So all these guys now are lining up, uh, not liking how they were portrayed in it. And Horace Grant, you know, it was funny because they clearly interviewed all these people. And they interviewed Horace Grant, but the only time you saw him was in that six or seven minutes where they were talking about the book where uh, who was the rat that laid out all the secrets in, in 1993 in that book to Sam Smith. So clearly Horace probably talked about other things that went on and they just didn't put him in any other episodes. He, he didn't sit there for three minutes, tell him about the book. And that was it. He sat down with that director for probably a half an hour, 45 minutes an hour, and nothing else with Horace Grant was in the thing. So he didn't like Horace Grant. 
They made Pippen look bad. We know what they did to poor Krause, who can't defend himself right now. So this was, like you said, it was a Michael Jordan documentary from his vantage point. They were his tapes. It was his deal. The whole thing was run by him. Yeah, and I think they gave him $20 million Mafia to do it. And it really was, um, you know, more and more they went to him in these clips where he was looking at iPads and seeing guys' reactions like Peyton and others and, and Reinsdorf, et cetera. Uh, did you uh, have a problem with that when I said, Mafia, that it was all about Michael Jordan, that his, uh, a lot of his teammates seemed like they didn't like it or like him for that matter? And what do you think of uh, ABC uh, chalking it up now for the next five Saturdays on network television? I mean, what is next? Are you going to watch it when you're at Disney World? Right. I mean, how greedy are you? You got all the viewers that you got for it on ESPN, on the two different ESPNs you had running, because you had the, the nice version and then, you know, the clean version that they're going to run on ABC and then the dirty version that we all liked on ESPN. That's going to be a thing, too. Like, people loved it because of how raw and how real it was. Now you're going to bring it to ABC Network TV. It's going to be watching, like, a Samuel L. Jackson movie on basic cable. All the cursing is going to be asking me no fun. So I don't know why they're doing it. They're just trying to get more people to watch it since they got nothing to put on there, but it's ridiculous. You know, they shouldn't have called it the last dance. They should have called it, you know, his last season, at least that we want to remember. Because, yeah, he played in Washington and, you know, came back, but no one cares about those. The last MJ season or something along those lines should, what it should have been called because it was about him, controlled by him, run by him, making him look great. That's all it was. It was a love letter to Michael. We've been talking about it for weeks, and now these guys are getting their sense because, as Carver said, you saw him – with the tablet and reacting to what these guys said. You didn't see that for anybody else. Everybody else had their interviews, and then Michael got to react to it afterwards in, like, the third, you know, different interview they did with him. So it was just ridiculous how controlled it was, how contrived it was. It just watered it down. It would have been even better if it was more raw and more real. Do you think uh, of all these players that Magic says LeBron, Giannis, Durant, Curry, and AD uh, would have all been stars in his era, if you were to go through that list, Giannis, Durant, Curry, Davis, which one do you think would have been the best in Magic and Bird's era? I think LeBron would, would have been the best because he is the best of all those guys. Because also he's the most, you know, physically able to stand up to what that era was. You know, as good as Curry and AD and some of these other guys are, they're also a little more susceptible to injury. We've seen AD get banged up. If you put him against, you know, the, the, the bad boys and Lambeer, how are Many times would he be on the injury list because of them just hacking the hell out of him. You know, Curry, when he went to the basket, imagine the punishment he would have taken every time he tried to make a layup. So those guys would have been good. But I think of that group, LeBron would have been the best because he has the most meat to him, the most physicality to him that he could have survived better like an MJ did, like Magic and those guys. Yeah, but he was going to play for the uh, Cowboys, so he wouldn't have any time to play basketball because uh, he was going to be a football star. Uh, uh, Carver High, uh, the NBA, it, it sounds like they're going to pick Orlando as their central hub for when the NBA resumes in July. Are you surprised at that? I'm a little bit surprised. I thought that maybe Vegas would be the one that would get the call here. Uh, everybody always kind of – that's the, the one place that comes up first. But you got to remember the ties that Disney World and ESPN and they all have together. So it probably was a natural fit for them to go, and they have a lot more – you got tons of hotels there. They've got all the courts that they can lay out at that Wild World of Sports complex. So it might be the best logistically for them to go there. And now, Scotty, will open up Vegas for the NHL to possibly go there. 
Yeah, listen, uh, I love basketball, and I, you know, I, I think that it'll be fine. Go ahead, let's watch the playoffs. Who cares where they play I, at this point, right? Who cares where they play at this point? Honestly, who cares? I, let's just play. I watch, let's just play. I, I want to watch the the Stanley Cup playoffs. I, I really, honestly, like what they've done to the basketball. See, I'm, they're all terrible. What's happened? It's all awful. What's happened with the virus? That they've all every sport's been shut down. But you know what? Like when they bring it back, like I know they got record ratings with NASCAR. I know they've gotten huge uh, numbers and buys with the UFC because those are the only choices. I want to see what happens when they put on hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, and baseball games, and we'll see how popular NASCAR is then, and MMA, and horse racing. We'll find out then. Uh, Mavia Glavin says all the blame will go to the players if they don't come to an agreement with the owners and resume the baseball season. You agree with that? Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, Carter High has been saying that for at least a week now that the way the owners have propositioned themselves here, put themselves up as, hey, we want to play, we want to get this done, we have all these proposals, the players are the ones who don't want to, it's making them look bad. And maybe that's not fair to them. Maybe, you know, if they want to come out and handle this the right way, that's the thing. When you have guys like Blake Snell and Bryce Harper coming out talking about money, that's when it gets clouded. If you want to come out and say, listen, we don't feel safe. This isn't the right thing to do. You know, it's not the right time to try to do this during this pandemic. Then that's okay. And then, you know, people will understand. But right now, the way the owners have them set up and the way the stories are going, that it's all about money, money, money. Yeah, the players are the ones looking bad. And that's just like it was in the strike 94. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, we've had Jim Leland on the show before on the radio side, and I'm a big Jim Leland fan. And I know this sounds crazy to everybody, but I used to live on the same street as Jim Leland. And uh, you remember the stories I used to have with um, John Steigerwald that I used to sneak in his back door and chase his daughter around when I was in high school. His next door neighbor was Jim Leland. And so I used to uh, sneak into Steigerwald's house and then Leland would see me doing it. Leland lived next door to him. And so Leland likes me. He just won't admit it to anyone. Do you think Jim Leland could actually be out of baseball for this long and get back into managing? Well, actually, I just did one of those podcasts, your retro pause you've been putting out. There was one where you talked to Jim Leland after a game. So, you know, people oh. can hear how much he liked you back then. But uh, oh. as far as him coming back, I mean, he was a great manager. He was fun to watch. Yes, baseball is probably the one game that's easier for guys to come back later. You know, things don't change that much. But he's 75, going to be 76 towards the end of this year. Do you really want a guy that old being there? You know, how long is he going to hang around? You got to go younger. You got to get newer. I love Leland, but you can't bring him back at this point. Well, wait a minute. We worked in radio, and all of their favorite hosts were 75 years old. Now you got 80-year-old play-by-play guys <laughs> on TV. Uh, you got 80-year-old guys uh, doing uh, TV and radio shows out in uh, Sin City. Uh, you got 90-year-olds and 100-year-olds now getting their own podcasts, right? I mean, Jim Leland, I mean, he's a spring chicken at 75. I mean, isn't 80 the new 30, according to television and NFL teams and network radio executives? Uh, hint, hint. Like, it's a funny thing. They're, they're telling me, yeah, Pharrell, you'll do it till you're at least 72 years old. I'm like, my ass. I'll be laying on a beach in 10 years from now smoking a fatty, and I'll pick up my drinking habit again. Uh, Carver High, Alex Bregman, quit clutch. This is the first strong power play move I've seen from my hated Astros with all of their cheating and liars and thieves on that team. I love that Bregman 
fired clutch because they're going to do a documentary, LeBron and his friends, on the Astros sign stealing. And so he quit. He fired him immediately. I like that power play. I'll give Bregman a beer. Yeah, there you go. How about that? He walks away after finding out that they're going to do a little uh, inside look at what was going on with him. And you know when the story comes out, it could be five years from now, it could be 20 years from now. When the story comes out, I got a feeling Bregman is going to be one of the main players in it. So uh, I can see why he's getting out of, the, out of the mix there with Clutch. So let me ask you this question. Do you believe that the Oakland A's are going to be in Major League Baseball in 10 years from now? Because, I mean, they can't even pay their rent now. They don't have a stadium. Their stadium they play in is a complete rat hole infested ashtray. It's a dump. It's it's absolutely the worst. And they can't even pay their bill there. How are they going to last in Major League Baseball? I want to know. I believe that the franchise will still be in Major League Baseball 10 years from now, but they will not be in Oakland anymore. I think that they will be in one of two places. They will either follow the Raiders to Las Vegas or they will head up the coast to Portland and play up there because Portland has wanted an MLB team for a long time. I think that eventually, just like everybody else, it seems like, uh, that was in Oakland, they're going to be gone too. I think they're going to actually – I like that idea that you just uh, surmised. It's Vegas because, you know, I've always said that the uh, Major League Baseball and the NBA will follow the Raiders and Knights to Vegas. As sure as I'm sitting here, they're going to build an indoor baseball stadium in the desert, and they're going to have a Major League Baseball team there. And the NBA, they could be there already. The NBA has had a million events and summer league games in Vegas, and the NBA will be in Vegas before you can spit. Uh, real quick, uh, the Nats are having their ring ceremony on, I guess, uh, virtual TV or something. How cheesy they're going to show it on MLB work? Network. They're going to show it on MLB Network, Scotty. So if you really want to tune in Sunday night at 7 o'clock, you can watch all the guys get their rings and all the suits show up and talk about it. And, oh, what an event that's going to be for television, watching a team get their rings. I watched Billions on Sunday night now that I'm done with Michael Jordan. And I'll tell you what else I'd put in front of that crappy show is I'd rather watch Lance Armstrong talk about shooting drugs in his veins. Uh, I think that's going to be awesome. I've watched all those documentaries on on uh, Lance Armstrong. You know why I like those? Because you find out truly how evil he is. That guy is yeah. pure evil. He is Satan. And I don't care what anybody says. The way he threatened his teammates and their families and their uh, everything, their existence, and he, that he'd crush their world and ruin everything and take everything from them. You got to be sick in the head and evil to do that. And I love watching that stuff. By the way, King Felix says he'll retire if he gets 200 wins or 3,000 strikeouts. There's also the other plan of they'll get rid of you before that happens because you can't get anybody out anymore. All right, coming up, fan question. And hour number two on Coast to Coast. Make sure you go with us because I know you like to, baby. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
All right, Pharrell back with you on Coast to Coast. I got a uh, fresh cut today, son. Got that cleaned up a little bit. And the stylist come up around the back deck, get a little action in, got everybody in looking clean, son. Uh, young Gunner got his hair cut. He's now threatening my wife uh, and, and myself uh, that he's going to run away and never come home. And he had really, really long hair and he didn't want to cut it. Now he's livid. He's blaming people. He says, I owe millions of dollars that I don't have. We had to con him into getting his hair cut and his sister's making fun of him. And then he went after her with a haymaker. It's all happening here at Carver High. It is all happening. I wanted to say uh, it's time for the fan question. You can tweet us during the show at SportsGrid and at Pharrell on Grid. And we will get to your thoughts, opinions, questions, statements, comments uh, accordingly. Teddy in Montana writes, hey, Pharrell. Al Michaels said he would not want to call games when he's not at the stadium. You've done play-by-play. What do you think? I think we have graphics here, uh, a picture uh, for what Al Michaels uh, said about it. In not so many words, I think I recall reading the story, and he said that uh, I'd hate to think we would not be able to be in the stadium and announce the games from some other location. That would not fly as far as I'm concerned. You'd have to be able to feel it even without fans. Um, he's done it his whole life and he just wants to, uh, he wants to be in the stadium calling the games. I can't imagine, uh, frankly, uh, calling an NHL or an NBA game from a studio location. Although when I auditioned for the Thrashers play-by-play job, I did it from a, a studio. I did it from the NBA, uh, TNT studios where Shaq and, and Barkley do the show with Ernie. That's where I did the audition from. What do you think, Carver? I, I I'm real quick. I got 15 seconds. I think Al is absolutely right. It's not the same feel, even with nobody in there. You want to be in there and be able to talk about everything that's happening. I'm with him. All right. Uh, Al's up there, too. He's he's like 90 now, too. I'm just glad he's still calling games. I love Al Michaels. Hour number two of Coast to Coast coming up. Check out Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.